Isabel Testa, the coach, and for our stories of expat for fellow expat, we have a guest today, Davide. Welcome. Now, let's begin this episode of Shine Abroad. Hi, Davide. Hi, Adele. Thank you for being here. And thank you for inviting me to this fantastic project and podcast uh, interview. Davide, would like to introduce yourself and share with us what you do. So, as you said, my name is Davide, and um, I'm an expatriate, of course, an expatriate. And um, what I do, uh, currently I work for, an, for a tech company in the uh, advertising uh, industry, and um, I'm, I, I work as a, a marketing coordinator. So this is what you do in your office hours, and what do you do outside your office hours? Oh my God. So outside of my office hours, I do a lot of things. So first of all, I uh, practice Buddhism every day. I got a couple of projects. One is a photographic project called Reflecting You. Another one is a podcast uh, project, which I'm, I'm running a little bit. Okay. So there are some surprises in the future coming up. Good to know. Um, Davide, where are you currently living and where are you from? I'm currently living in uh, London, and I come from Italy, and in particular, I come from Bologna, uh, which is a small city between um, uh, Florence and Venice, not far from Milan, in the very middle of nowhere, <laughs> which is famous for the Bolognese sauce and the, the two towers. What was behind your decision to move abroad? Oh, this is a very good question, to be honest, because probably it was just one reason or one factor behind the decision to leave here. It's very uncommon for people to leave Bologna. Of course, there are people who are living abroad. Uh, but, I mean, when you are from Bologna, you are supposed to stay, to remain, no? because it's a beautiful city. It's considered a beautiful city, and it is. And that's why there are not many, many people from Bologna uh, abroad. Uh, for me, it was... Um, it was a decision that I, I took, unfortunately, too late, probably, but uh, it was the frustration and the anger because I wasn't able to create a, a career, create a, a future. I never felt comfortable in Italy, uh, in Bologna. And it was really too small for me, uh, not because I'm an international guy with uh, such an international idea or globally or whatever, but just because it was too small. So, and that's why I uh, decided to, to leave. And when you say that you moved too late, what do you mean with that? I mean, that probably is something that I should, I should have done before. Uh, consider that after my graduation in 2003, I spent two years here in London. I came over because I wanted to improve my English, but also because I was, at that point, I had a degree in law and I was trying to basically enter a, a master for human rights, international human rights. But my English wasn't good enough. And so I didn't manage to uh, enroll for the, for the master. Of course, I couldn't. So, I mean, I'm not uh, part of an aristocratic family. So I had, I, I had and still have to work uh, to allow myself to do what I, what I want. So at that point, the master was supposed to be um, not a full-time master, but a part-time master. And um, so it was quite complicated at that time. So I decided to go back to Italy and become a lawyer in Italy. The idea was to come back to, to London as soon as possible. But when you are there, you start working. I was working in a legal office as a lawyer 
and then probably it took too long to to come back. So you moved from being a lawyer to be working in marketing to launch your project, reflecting you that is something we're going to speak a bit more. What were the drivers behind these changes? But the drivers behind the changes, it I mean, it was um, how can I say, it was something uh, that I couldn't avoid. It was like a let me say a sort of call to action. It was something I wasn't again. I I I, I couldn't feel comfortable in what I was doing as a lawyer. It wasn't suitable for for me. There was a call to action to change, to find and to follow your dreams, my dreams in the in their case, and. Of course, I was I'm always very um, passionate about photography, graphic design, movies, and these kind of things. So that, that, that the passion for, uh, for photography became a sort of change factor, basically, for me. And how did you transition to marketing? At that point, I was working in, as a lawyer in this legal office, and a friend of mine who was running and still runs a... Um, a company, a communication company, web agency. So they were looking for someone, someone who was supposed to be in charge of uh, legal and administrative issues. So I started working with them as an internal lawyer uh, and a corporate lawyer, something like that. And then I was surrounded by graphic designer, photographers and web designers and art directors. And I mean, I was at home. And then in that place, I started looking at what they were doing. And so basically, I understood that that was what I wanted, basically, in my life. So I decided to start from scratch, basically, because I course as a graphic designer. And uh, at the end of the course, I found a job in another little uh, creative agency, very, very little creative agency, where I was also working as a, um, an assistant for a photographer. And so I started from scratch and that my career uh, started in marketing, communication. And uh, then so I took also an MBA. It was like a sort of uh, taking a step back in order to jump <laughs> even <laughs> further. No? So this, this, this was more or less the, the idea. But in Italy, it was very difficult because when you change, it's not like in England or I guess in North America, that if you change your career, even when you are 35 or 40 or whatever, they they think that is an asset, no? Because you are doing something, but you can bring another skill, another expertise, another capability. And in Italy, as you know, probably, so if you change your, your mind, if you change your career, it's because you don't know what you want, because you are not really reliable, because you are not. And so they look at when you, when you go and you, you manage to have an interview, and I, I repeat, when you manage to have an interview, they are suspicious, no? very skeptical, because they say, why did you change? So you are a lawyer. And um, after a couple, and I just say couple, just to be diplomatic, let me say, but so uh, after a couple of this interview, I applied for a job in London. And they say, why not? Let me try, you know. Uh, at that time, I had spent two, two years here in London. So I was familiar to the city. I, I had friends here. So I say, why not? I tried. And they called me. I had an interview. And when we started the interview, this woman said, oh, fantastic. You used to be a lawyer. And I was about, are you, are you joking? I was about to say, don't, so, it's not funny, okay? 
I'm not. <laughs> I don't find it funny. So please be serious. But she was serious, and she asked me a lot to think about, you no, know, why I decided to change the fact that I, I could bring these skills in the in the organization, working as a marketing manager, uh, but with the skill as a lawyer. And so the, she was very surprised. They didn't offer me the job, but they didn't offer a job to anyone because I, <laughs> I managed to find out that in the end, they just put on all the position. It's basically, for me, create a sort of, uh, not illusion, but I mean, a new, a, a new um, awareness, no? A new uh, idea that, so maybe here was my place where I could find uh, someone who, who could appreciate my my career, my skills, and the fact that I also changed my mind and changed career as well. You said so many interesting things. The thing that struck me the most was this idea of the cultural perception about change. So changing career in, in countries such as England, not America is seen as an act of courage, uh, as an act of like being determined, also resilience in basically, as you said, start from scratch. So from being a lawyer in an office with your degree and your with your journey, so with your professional career that could have like a clear path, just carry on in the sector, you decide to step back and, and trying to find your way to move in a different sector. And also starting from as an assistant at some point. So in, in countries um, with a more openness to opportunities and change, this is really appreciated. In countries such as Italy, I can see that I have a similar experience and I still have. I moved from finance to healthcare management and then I'm moving in, in coaching and also, my mom, that is the person who loves me the most, sometimes asks me, why are you making your life so complicated? And for me, it's actually the other way around. I'm freeing up myself. You mentioned the fact that you say, so you, no, it was very courageous for you to change your career. It was. It was courageous because, again, I was a lawyer and my family was happy about, with the, the fact that I was a lawyer. And so the the... the the lawyer was working with so in, in basically uh, asked me to become a, a partner of it was courageous but not so much because when you answer the call to action is something is something that it is not really courage what 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 you need in the end it's just that uh, you need to listen to no? what the call to action is telling you it's it's, it's very natural in the end, to follow your uh, dreams or your voice, your inner voice, uh, is 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 difficult because we don't we don't maybe we don't trust the voice uh, within ourselves. We don't think is the best solution for ourselves, or I don't know. So we might have a lot of uh, doubt and the attitude of questioning. No, so this voice. Um, but I mean, if it's coming from within yourself, probably it's right. I'm not saying that you have to leave your job no, overnight and start again. I mean, of course, you, you can plan, you can organize, you can study, you can prepare yourself. Uh, I took a course as a graphic designer because I could, because at that moment I could afford it. Uh, otherwise, I wouldn't probably have done it or I would have 
try to find another way to do it. But um, I'm not. I'm not saying that you have to be um, restless. Less restless. I don't know how to say <laughs> without any parachute. Let me say. But yeah, it is much. It's much easier to follow your inner voice than follow the 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 one outside yourself. If you don't do it from the very beginning, it's very likely that you find yourself when you are 30, 35, 40, forced to do it. Because in the end, I mean, for, this is my experience. You cannot avoid, you cannot quite avoid. Yeah, you find yourself at some point stuck. And I noticed this with, with my clients. And I guess like the more you go in the journey, so the senior you become, the more difficult it is to let it go and follow actually that voice. Davide, to those who are hearing this voice, or are hearing or feeling that sense of being uncomfortable in their job and understand they want to do something else, perhaps very different. What advice would you give? I, I probably would use um, a very famous payoff, let me say. Just do it. Again, just do it doesn't, doesn't mean leave whatever you are doing right now uh, overnight and, <laughs> and go. It means start planning, start studying, start working on it. If the voice is a real inner voice, because sometimes you can confuse the inner voice with our, with what we wish or what we desire, what we would like to, to see ourselves in that position, even if it's, if it's not the, the position which is suitable for us. But when you manage to listen to your inner voice, which is really natural, let me say, it cannot be, it cannot be wrong. It might take time, but it cannot be wrong. And when you say just made it happen, just do it, it's something that actually you applied with reflecting you, your project. It's something that I, I'm applying to reflecting you and to Tradire Fare, which is the name and the, the title of the podcast, the project. And this is something that I, I started doing recently, to be honest, or relatively recently. I used to have a completely different attitude, to be honest. And that's why the advice I, was, I will give to someone especially someone who is young is just to listen to your voice listen to your voice because the that voice is definitely right it's something that i apply now i started reflecting you in 2003 and um it, it's a paradox it's, it's really confusing now what i'm what i'm about to tell you because we organize an exhibition at the end of uh, I, I say we because i got i got a business partner in this the project is a, is a photographic project, but it's a little bit complicated to explain. But anyway, so we organized an exhibition, and the exhibition went very well. Went very well, but we didn't manage to sell our uh, product, no? We didn't manage to find a gallery. We didn't manage to find an exhibition center or whatever. We tried also abroad because we thought that the problem was Italy again, no? But we didn't find anything, no, even abroad. No no one replied, no one responded. So then, to be honest, I, I ended up quite frustrated. And uh, with my attitude of that period, I said, okay, I'm doomed. This is not destiny. There's no point in, no, in making it happen because it won't happen. It, it will never happen. There's no point. So, and basically, I abandoned the project for, for a couple of years, maybe three, four years, three years. And in the meantime, I moved to London. I decided to move to London because everything else was falling apart in my life, not just reflecting. It's, it's curious because you say, okay, you decided to abandon this project, uh, even if the 
uh, exhibition you organized in Bologna was very successful. But again, when I moved to London, of course, I, I didn't I didn't bring too many things with me because no. So when I moved, I I I, I didn't have a job. It was like a again another adventure. So I didn't know what I was going to do. But I bring with me. I, I brought with me. Sorry, I brought with me the, cat, the catalog of reflecting you, which is strange, no? Because I still I don't know why I brought the catalog of reflecting you because for me it was closed. But again, so when I when I when when I when I moved to London, everything started again. Not immediately after a few months, and uh, so I have of course to thank uh, the Buddhist uh, practice and the fact that I started practicing Amyohore Kyo. and again, so my life again started no running, <laughs> moving forward again. Is it telling that you packed your life? And in packing your life, you decided to bring that catalog with you. Again, probably it was the inner voice, no, who told me to to take the the catalog because rationally, still, I'm I'm still trying to find out why. <laughs> but now I know why. But anyway, so um, that again, no, uh, I was completely incapable of listening to my voice. That's why I think my inner voice. That's why I think. Uh, we should learn to listen to our inner voice and trust it. UK is a different environment, or London in particular is a different environment. Uh, I don't know, to be honest. I changed. And I don't know if the problem was Italy or was myself. I think the problem was my was myself, my attitude and my approach to life. But here in London, so I managed to organize exhibitions. I managed to organize other photographic sets. Last year we we were invited to work with with uh, quite a big company uh, which is called DLA, which is part of the underground, and so we organized these two photographic sets of people, passengers of of the DLR, basically. Beautiful. So you moved from Italy to trying to find a second place to for the exhibition to be here in London and be very successful in that sense. Definitely, COVID of the last year perhaps didn't help to forward that so perhaps it's, it's a beyond pause in that sense but still you had the opportunity with the London Art Underground that is for people that are not in London there are endless amount of movies with <laughs> London Underground so it's pretty common and, and, and popular in your experience uh, with living abroad what did you learn about yourself? From my experience I learned that uh, we are not doomed there is now a destiny uh, we have already decided for ourselves. I think we got a karma with us. can become a destiny if we don't try to change it. But again, the destiny can change, the karma can change, and we can, we can make it happen again. So uh, this, is, this was my kind of uh, attitude. And it was really interesting to read a book, which is called the Mindset. This book is based on a research uh, made of um, a, a lecturer, a, a, a psychologist, an American psychologist. And basically, she said that there are two kinds of mindsets. One, we basically think that people are talented. And so they, they do what they are supposed to do, what they are meant to do. There's no point in making any effort in studying or applying yourself because if you are not able, you are not able. If you don't, if you are not supposed to do that thing you you won't do it and then there are the, another mindset which push you to do your best find and to create the best version of yourself and whatever you you face 
obstacle, challenges, whatever is an occasion to improve, you know, is an occasion to push yourself, no? So, and to uh, challenge yourself in order to become better it means learning something. It can be sport, it can be I, I don't know, school, uh, family, career, whatever you do. Challenges allow you to, to improve, to develop. I used to have a, <laughs> a kind of mindset Again, so I'm not able, or even if I'm able, no, I'm doomed. The environment is against me. There's no point in making any effort. So the reflecting you was successful. The exhibition was successful, but I didn't find immediately, no, another event. So that was, I make it quite simple now, but more or less that's what happened. Even if so, it was more complicated, more, more intimate and emotionally, I mean, complicated. But anyway, so. Was like okay, it was successful. Why I don't find another exit? Why I don't find another gallery? Why no one cares about this project? It was so successful that people really enjoyed, no? So, and I say okay, it's, it's because I'm not I'm not supposed to do it, no? It's better to leave it because now it doesn't really care. I don't really care if it's successful or not because I enjoy doing it. Because when we started, it was just me and him with a couple of people in his uh, studio. And we ended up in, in, a, in a public place, location, like a station with, complete, with a lot of uh, complete, I mean, these passengers were not friends of us. We didn't know them. And we were in an open place, so we had to organize the photo sets. I mean, it was completely, you know, something that we couldn't even imagine when we started. And uh, the, the real pleasure is to enjoy the journey much more than the result. Because when we see people enjoying what we do, when we manage to overcome the obstacle, we really like it because you know, so now is another is another starting point because we can do something else. We can improve. It's, it's not just the ending point. Beautiful. I think like the fact that of enjoying the journey instead of focusing on the result is something that can be applied in any sector or in any project that we are doing. Because things take time. And I guess with the current society, no matter what, which culture, there is this idea that we want the result pretty soon. Um, and sometimes we can let go big opportunities or let dreams somehow be demolished just because we don't have patience and time just to wait a bit more. If we want to know more about Reflecting You, where could we find information? Okay, about reflecting, you can find information everywhere, basically, because I got uh, a website, which is <laughs> www.reflecting-u.com. Uh, we got also an Instagram uh, account, which is reflecting you, underscore. And uh, there is also a channel on, on YouTube. But basically, on the website, you can find all the link to the social media, YouTube, the video, the gallery, and can try to contact me directly. There's no problem. You can find me basically again everywhere with my name, Davide, and my surname, Giordani. And uh, Facebook, Instagram, I'm everywhere. You and your project are everywhere. Good to know. Regarding your experience so far um, in living abroad, is anything else that you want to share? But about my experience of living abroad is is again I grew up with the I used to I, I usually say that I grew up with the the English dream no you know the American dream no which is quite famous there are a lot of people who grew up with the American dream with the idea of no going to the United States and so I grew up my 
with the with, with this idea of uh, London and England in general. So that basically my my mother passed it on me, and um, again, so it's something that I should probably should have done before. I am I'm also aware of the fact that things happen when they are ready. And about my experience uh, abroad, I said that there is a place for for us. If we don't feel comfortable where we are, we are not trees. I'm sure there is, and I'm sure there is a place for for ourselves. But what is really, really important to remember is that if you got something within yourself, it will follow you wherever you go. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. And now we pass to the five questions. And what I want you to do is to reply with just one word. So I either give you an option or a close question with just one word as answer. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Fish, meat, or veggie? Meat. Wine, beer, or water? Sparkling water. Okay. Beach, mountain, or city with rich history? Big cities. Dinner with friends, cozy evening on your own, or dinner with family? Friends. Friends. Okay, friends. You repeat it three times so strongly. Okay. Dinner with friends. How so? I love my friends. Okay. <laughs> are you a doer or are you a dreamer? I think I'm a dreamer who does. Okay. Are you a risk taker or are you a risk avoider? Avoider. Okay. But otherwise, I, I would have. Otherwise, I would have moved to London earlier. Yeah, I don't know what people that are listening to this episode think, but actually you changed career more than once. You went to London, you came back, you tried hard, and then you tried with exhibition, and you moved back to London uh, with your catalogue about reflecting you, and after a few years you push again, now you're making it work. You might not be a risk lover, but I'm not sure the people listening to us might agree with you to call you risk avoider. Who knows? Let's see. Are you a tough conversation initiator or are you a peacemaker? I am 100% a peacemaker. Eyes on the present or focus toward the future? That's very difficult. Uh, as a dreamer, I would say uh, usually think about the future. Biggest strength? Uh, I've been told my smile. But I don't think is is the kind of answer that you were looking for. No, I think my uh, self control. Biggest vulnerability. I'm quite sensitive. The one word representing you. Uh, I don't know if this word represents me, but definitely in this period, really, really resonates with me, which is balance. Okay. Balance because I think that, or oh, I learn that nothing is completely wrong and nothing is completely right. There is always a balance, and. Um, 90, 90%, probably 100% of the time, even when, when something may appear wrong, a problem, an issue, negative, uh, very often will end up to be a benefit, no? or it can be a benefit. It can be a benefit if we are agent, we are proactive in this, of course. And uh, yeah, so I learned that the Nothing is beautiful, nothing is ugly, nothing is bad, nothing is good, completely. There is always two sides. Thank you for sharing. I guess it's also about to try to balance reality with our perception of it. So as you're saying, things that might be very negative or might appear pretty challenging, 
actually if we slightly change our perspective we can see that as a like a call to action for example like in my case i, I was not feeling that italy was the right place for me so that form of discomfort helped me to take action it was not only negative it was the very positive part um and also the other way around like the idea of by not defining something ugly or pretty and so on there's always space for like interpretation and other colors that matter of course i don't feel comfortable in italy and i don't want to go back to italy but this is my idea now it might change i don't think so but it might change even if it doesn't change i would like to think of myself as a person who can create his happiness wherever he is if i have to go back to italy it might be of course i hope to remain in england to go somewhere else i don't know not to go back to italy but if i had to go back to italy i would like to be that a person who can who accept what is going on and again he make it happen we are about to close and i have just a couple of questions for you and for the people that are listening to us what is the one recommendation would you give to davide of 10 years ago uh, to davide 10 years ago i would say don't don't think that the environment is against you don't think that uh, there is something that uh, already be decided so it depends on you everything becomes very easy very natural of course i'm not saying without any obstacle i'm not saying without any problems or issue of course life is made of no things happens just to use another payoff or another commercial uh, of an issue but anyway so i would say don't, it doesn't mean that and there are no issues or problem or obstacle or challenges faced but it's different the the attitude is different your approach is different the way you you overcome them Thank you. What is the big worry you had but that never came true? I didn't used to think that I was not capable capable of doing something because I managed to get a degree in law, I managed to become a lawyer even if I didn't care at all. I wasn't interested at all and I had to study a lot, a lot. There was for me like a proof, no, an evidence that I was able to do things. But on the other hand, I say so if I'm able to do even things that I'm not interested in, why I don't manage to do what I, I believe in is because the environment is against me, is because I'm doomed, is because I can't, no? And this is the, why, I mean, the, the way I used to, to think, my mindset. What is your best hope for the future? My best hope for the future? I hope to become a, a person who, who helps others to become happy. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for being here. I remind the um, people that are listening to this episode that Davide is online as Davide Giordani and that it's possible to find more about his project named Reflecting You on Instagram, on the website, and you can contact him directly. In the, in the caption of the podcast, I will share some detail in case you would like to contact him. Thank you for listening to this episode and see you next week.